We'll wait patiently while uh, somebody sits down. <laughs> no, I won't. No. Oh, what a great start to a service. Well, uh, good morning. And um, our order of service is on page uh, 260. And uh, we will see what do we do here. We begin with the opening hymn, hymn eight seven uh, eight seventy five. This is the day which the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Uh, oops. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. From the rising of the sun to its setting, the name of the Lord is Jesus. Better is one day in your courts than a thousand elsewhere. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Sanctify us in your truth. From the rising of the sun to its setting. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever.
further. first reading is from the 17th chapter of Ezekiel. This is what the Sovereign Lord says, I myself will take a shoot from the very top of the cedar and plant it. I will break off a tender sprig from the topmost shoots and plant it on high, on a high and lofty mountain. On the mountain heights of Israel I will plant it. It will produce branches and bear fruit and become a splendid cedar. Birds of every kind will nest in it. They will find shelter in the shade of its branches. All the trees of the floor of forest will know that I am the Lord will bring down the tree, the tall tree and make the low tree tall. I dry up the green tree and make the dry tree flourish. I, have, I the Lord, have spoken, and I will do it. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. Our hymn is hymn 705. second reading is from the fifth chapter of 2nd Corinthians. For we know that the earthly tent we live in is, in, in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed we will not be found naked. For while we are in this tent, we groan and are burdened, because we do not wish to be unclothed, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. Now the one who has fashioned us for this very purpose is God, who has given us the Spirit as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. Therefore, we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in this body, we are away from God. For we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from this body and at home with the Lord. So we make it our goal to please Him, whether we are at home in the body or away from it. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ so that each of us may perceive what is due us for the things done while in the body, whether good or bad. This is the word of the Lord. Amen. 
Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the fourth chapter. He also said, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scatters seed on the ground. Night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Again, he said, what shall we say the kingdom of God is like? Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all seeds on the earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants, with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. When he was alone with his own disciples, he explained everything. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise you, Your word is firmly set in the heavens. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Blessed are those who hear the word of God and keep it. Lord, I love the habitation of your house and the place where your glory dwells. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. The Ten Commandments. You shall have no other gods. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God. Remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Honor your father and your mother. You shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not make false testimony against your neighbor. You shall not have a good name in your house. You shall not have a good name in your wife. You shall not have a good name in your servant. Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Continue with the hymn of the day, hymn 654. Please be seated.
grace, his mercy, and his peace be multiplied to you through our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. To what shall we compare the kingdom of God? Well, it's all in front of us all the time. We do live in tents. Have you ever gone camping? I haven't in a while, but we used to live in Georgia, and we'd go camping. And there was this one particular state park we used to go to. And, uh, well, one time we just had a couple brushes with a bear. Yeah, one night, I'm just laying there, and, uh, you know, I'm thinking, why is my wife breathing so heavy? I didn't think that. I was just... Just kind of continues on the theme of, you know, the opening. Uh, well, anyway, no. I'm hearing this, this heavy, and then this plotting, because the tent is, you know, the, they put tents on rocks, you know, those, and they smooth it out and everything, so you have a level plate. Not comfortable, but level. And so you can hear the crunching of the rocks and the heavy breathing. And we took our dog with us, and thank God, uh, he was a little on the older side because if he was younger, he'd have heard that and he would have barked at the bear. And, you know, bears shoot first and ask questions later. And uh, that would have been a mess. Why? Because, well, I mean, we were indoors, right? We were in a tent. Bear doesn't care anything about a tent. Just one little swipe and he's made his own door. And then as he's unwrapped the goodies, right? All the goodies inside, yum, yum, for the bear, if, if he is so inclined. So that was a real realization for, uh, for me, and I was so thankful that the dog was sleeping nicely and not bothered by a little bear. But the imagery is there for us. We live in tents, we live in tents. What does that exactly mean? Because we know we don't live in tents. You know, we have a nice solid brick house. And there are other people that have different kinds of houses. They're all solid. They all prevent people from coming in unless they try hard enough. And to be honest, if somebody wants to get in, there it is. But we can at least, well, not now, since pastor opened his mouth, but we can at least live in some security with the feeling of security. And clothes covers our nakedness. So we feel secure in going out. What a clothes hide? I don't know. For some people, clothes hide a lot. For other people, not so much. Wish it did. But we live as if we were on a beach. And you know how that happens. The tide comes, it, it whooshes in, and that nice little sandcastle is gone. But, you know, sometimes we forget that, right? A hurricane comes swooping in, and we shake our fists at God as if God is the one who's responsible when, really, this is, this is life. This is life today. And it gets as bad as, I, as the flow of humanity, I suppose, on the earth. The love... The peace, you see, when we pray, we pray that the politicians, whether we like them or not, would listen to God and so that we would have peace on the earth because peace is far better than war, no matter what your neighbor says. If you've ever been to war, you know it's not fun. The idea... Might seem like fun because you get to win, but then when you get there and bullets go whizzing by you, you think, 
well, it would sure be nice to sit in my house at a, with a cup of coffee and have a sip and read the paper and not worry about winning or losing or living or dying. That's why they have the police cars on the, uh, on the street, often, if you wondered about that. But it's things like that. It's things that happen around us that encompass our life. And are we, are we vulnerable to those things? Yes. Is it God's fault? No. Um, what God has in store for us is far greater. And this is the part, I think, that, that we people of faith understand better than other people. Although we forget, let your house burn down. I mean, you may, have, you may escape without getting hurt, but you're still standing out there a little toasty. Why? Why did this happen? Why did I get sick? Why did that person want to, of all the places, break into my place? Well, you know, that person broke into this other place earlier in the week, and he's going to break into another place later on. That's what that person does. You just happen to be the lucky person. Just like getting struck by lightning. In New Mexico, where we were, uh, that was more of a common occurrence than, I mean, it, it is here. Why? Just because where you live. Depending upon the beach you set your, your tent on, there are different things, right? People in New York, why do those people in Louisiana want to rebuild? And the people in Louisiana wait a couple years, and then a hurricane hits them. Why do you want to rebuild there, huh? Wherever we build, it'll come to an end because we live in tents. And as luxurious as we build our sandcastles, there's something that can knock them down. There's many things that can knock them down. Why are we surprised? Even the way society progresses. We, we look with consternation, with puzzlement. We look out and we see things falling apart. And we say, well, if only these people could get it straight, or if only those people could get it straight, or if only attitudes could change, or this or that. Well, what does Scripture say about that? This is a place of groaning. It's not an excuse it's a place of groaning, and it is a place that God has deemed will come to an end. Our Creator Himself is preparing a place for us. The uh, agrarian um, examples of growing and harvesting, it's exactly that. The seed is planted. We ourselves, as God's children, are sowers of that seed. And if you look, you can see that that um, this this the sower of the seed just just casts the seed. Does not really. It's not like the farmers. If you've seen on YouTube, man, you can boy, you could. They've got they've got machines, million dollar machines. That will, that will put X amount of seeds in X amount of holes and will also have, you know, oh, there'll be a little nitrogen in there. There'll be a little something. And, and it's all for, and, and I suppose they can weed and feed at the same time. All of that stuff in one swoop. And they don't even have to drive because now you've got uh, the geosyncret, you know, you've got the, uh, what do you call that? I don't know. GPS, and you can look at the picture of, you know, here's your field, and this is, you know, what you've covered, and this is what you need to cover, and you barely need to touch the steering wheel. Everything is done boom, 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 just like that. But God's Word doesn't work that way. 
I mean, you say something to somebody, and they may even get mad at you for saying something. I know that's never happened to me. Has it happened to you? I just show up, and somebody sees chaplain, and, they, and then they're off and running. I, but it just happened just last week. Some guy told me a lot of stuff about God and how God isn't very good to him and all of that. And, and I think he was trying to get my goat. Yeah. And, um, but, you know, all I was there for was to help him. And why? Same motivation you have. You're a child of God. And God says, hey, while you're here, sow some seed, show some love, right? Yeah, but they don't deserve love. God says, that's not, that's not your concern, and it's not my concern, what they deserve or what they don't deserve. God is love. We are God's children. God loved us first, and he sends us out to do what? To love. It's as simple as that. Well, that's not very simple. Because you don't know what this person did to me, and you don't know what that person did to me, and you don't know what this person did to me, and you don't know what the other people did to me. You just don't understand. And God says, you don't think I understand. Remember. Don't you remember? I came and I camped here with you. I camped here. I understand. Because I was unjustly accused. Why? Because I didn't act like them. Who accused you? Well, the church. My children. Children Israel. But let's just call it the church. Accused me. Wrangled things. Used the legal system to get their way, and then even extorted death out of Pilate. You remember that? You're no friend of Caesar's. You're no friend. Because this man says he's our king, and we have only one king, and that king is Caesar. Did they believe that? It's just like you see it, you know, today. Somebody says, prove it. Everybody knows what they did prove it well we can't prove it bye take a walk well that's exactly what they did to Jesus 2,000 years ago what has changed they said ah we only have one king and that's Caesar we hate his guts and we're trying to you know we're trying to kick the soldiers all the way back to Rome, but never mind that. Right now, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And that philosophy got Jesus hung on a cross. But, of course, just like that seed, just like that seed that you don't know where it goes and you don't know what happens to it, God meant that to happen he went through all of the experiences so don't say god you don't you just don't understand please don't do that because god understands far more than you do have you had to die for christ you're sitting here i'm gonna say that's a firm no maybe you've died inside i don't know maybe you've been rejected maybe you've suffered for the gospel but you haven't had to die after living a perfect life. This is what Jesus did for you and for me. So we don't understand. It's not God who doesn't understand. It's us. It's we who don't understand. Sometimes we forget that we live in tents. Sometimes we forget that we have placed our tents precariously on the edge of a mountain or cliff. And every time you hear it go crack, crack, you go, oh, what is that? Somebody must be outside, must be a branch snapping, not realizing 
that the very ground that we have our tent on is eroding and it's going to fall and there will be casualties we are all going to be casualties of this world that's not the end because we come to church not to hear how bad things are we come to to church to get reconnected to to what God's plans are and yes we go out we build sandcastles and, and we better sort of do that because we honestly we do need a tent to live in we do need a place to stay we do need to be cognizant of this world's struggles especially when it comes to retirement and this and that and the other thing and we do what we do and in that way we probably don't look any different than anybody else but just like a tree that's growing and you look at the tree and you say that tree's alive and then you get a horticulturist come up and say well it's, that tree's pretty much dead not going to be dead it's got it's got green branches it's got well you see this you see that how about that hole right in the middle down there goes all the way up it's nothing but rot that tree's dead there's no there's, there's, it, it looks like it might, and it might even bud, and it might do all the things that a living tree does, but it's not. It's, its days are numbered. And if you don't chop it down, it's going to hit your house, and it's going to hit your house hard. Now that maybe you have control over. I don't know. Maybe that's too expensive. Maybe you'd rather chance it. You see, there's so much in this world that is just precarious thank God he has planted that seed in us and he has planted it through his son Jesus Christ to himself and that's where that imagery comes from what we read at funerals Jesus the seed that was planted in the earth and then it sprung forth right Jesus died and was resurrected because of that resurrection you and I we die in our baptism and then we come forth and that imagery is there for us every day Martin Luther instructs us that we wake up in the morning and we die to sin you die to the old Adam and the, let the new person come out and that new person has purpose you realize that really to be honest the reason you live here now is to spread the love of God I didn't say how to do it I didn't say let's you know after church we're gonna you know get together and and don't you go home because this is important right and I'll guilt you into following this new program so that you too can be effective in spreading God's word in three simple steps. No, four simple steps. And you too can do this, and let's do this so that we can grow this church, and we can be the biggest church in Algiers, and blah, 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 yada, 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 and all that stuff. And that's not why we're here. We're here because God has planted his seed in us and we respond by giving thanks to God. And then we go to God and he waters us and he fertilizes us and he prunes us. But he loves us and he cares for us and he does all of those things so that we will produce fruit. And that fruit just kind of appears because of who we are, God's children. We don't effort that fruit. Just like you never see your fruit tree, you know, you go in the back and, you, and, and you're kind of, you know, peek around the corner because that fruit tree, you just know it's going, ooh, ooh. I mean, it has to give some effort because that, those oranges and all this, way too many oranges, you know. But you never see that true tree doing that. It just does what it does, and, and stuff grows on it. 
And we like that stuff, and we go to that tree, and we go, that's a good tree. And sometimes you have certain trees, they don't produce anything, but they seem to draw things that we don't like, like wasps, right? You go and you trim that, and you know that doggone bush, the, the likelihood of it having a wasp in it, but does that tree grow wasps? No, it doesn't. Like that mustard seed, the mustard seed, the little bitty thing, and you've seen mustard seeds, I'm sure you have. I mean, some pastor some at some time must have busted out an envelope of mustard seeds and shown you how little black, like small they are. And, and then, I, and to be honest, I don't, I've never seen a large mustard. I'm going to take Scripture's word for it. And that tree grows in a garden, and it takes up a lot of space. And, and uh, where you get the mustard, I, I don't know. You know, the tap, yellow mustard, or I don't know, honey mustard. I don't know. But I do know that it draws wildlife, and, and they are in that tree. And you might say, hey, that's my tree, get out of there. Just like we might say that in our garage, we have a little, you know, a little nest on top of the garage door opener, and uh, and we enjoy sitting there and watching the bird go in and out and bringing worms into our house or other bugs. And then those little things, then we have birds flying all over and, to be honest, leaving their presence on our table, and then they're gone. And they come and they do what they do, and maybe they, they have two lots of eggs, maybe they have one. We don't know. We don't know, but they take care of themselves, and God takes care of them, and God's knowledgeable of them. God's knowledgeable of us. And we're more important, the Bible says, than even those birds are. Brother and sister in Christ, let's not be fooled. God has a far better place for us. And isn't it ironic that we take care of ourselves, and even I'm wearing a watch that I'm supposed to take care of myself with, so if you see me kind of going like that, I'm walking. Because I get points. Because I'm supposed to take care of myself. So I'm supposed to take vitamins and do this and do exercise and all of that stuff, knowing full well that I live in a tent and I'm going to get old. It just depends on how well I keep myself, how older I get, and where am I going to end up? I don't know. And to be honest, it's really none of my business. I mean, it is, but it, not really. It's going to happen. What's going to happen is going to happen. But what brings me purpose? What brings me joy? The fact that I know that God has a plan. And that plan, again, I don't know anything about, but I know God well enough to know he can pull it off because he pulled off a lot of things. He's pulled off stuff that I don't know of anybody else who can pull that stuff off, including my own existence. And including why in the world would he want to make me? I don't get it. But if he can make me and be patient with me, he's got to be a great God. I'm all for it. And I'm joyful about it because not only did he make me and put up with me, but he loves me in spite of the things that I do to upset him or don't do that I should do. God is love. And... I think he probably appreciates me getting up and talking to you about him and what he means to me and what his word says about him and trying not to mess that up, which I probably do. But you know, am I any different than you are? Not at all. The seed grows in me just like it grows in you. The seed grows in every believer. And it grows to God's purpose, whether we like 
an individual or not. God loves them. And so, we should be just like God, and we should love one another. Even our enemies? Yes, love your enemies. <laughs> Do good to those who hate you. Yes. Yes. Why? Because in the end, we know God has control. and God is the one who will judge. And we're not worried so much about the judging part because God has already judged us through his son, Jesus Christ. And we are acquitted. Why? Because Jesus did a really good job. And he suffered and he died for us. And now Jesus is the judge and Jesus knows your name. He's going to say, I suffered and died for you. I did a good job. You get to come to heaven. Why? Because I planted that seed in you and you acknowledge that. That's how you get to go to heaven. It's not even, all right, come on, let me see your statistics. How many people did you save this week? How many people did you pray for? How many people did you forgive? And let's just throw a health one in there. How many miles did you walk? That's not it at all. It is, I know you, you're my child, and you come and receive what I have promised my children, eternal life. And we haven't experienced yet what it's like to live in a house that will never catch fire, never get termites, never get hit by a tornado or a hurricane, or never have a tree fall on it, Anything like that. We've never experienced that. And you probably don't even need a lock for that house. Can you imagine that? Just like some of you are still living today. Naughty, naughty people. You should lock everything up. But, you know, this is what we want. We want to live without locking stuff up, without having an alarm system, which we have to now, you know, that's our biggest saying now is back door because we have an alarm system whenever you go out the back door the alarm announces huh, back door front door back door to keep us cognizant that we have an alarm system for a reason and that we have to use the alarm system well in heaven we don't have any need for that Probably not even going to need alone time. Nothing like that. Heaven's going to be completely different. And we, even though we can't describe it, just like we can't describe the kingdom of God here among us as it grows and it flexes and it has its way with us and with others, we can't describe it. It's there. We know it's there. Growth occurs. Growth is there. People change. People love. People forgive. People have mercy. And in spite of all the trouble and tribulation and groaning and moaning and dying and decay that's in the world, we know that there's a permanence coming for us. And we look forward to that through Jesus Christ. May the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in peace in Christ Jesus. Amen. Uh, since we have uh, we have our, our the place there where we have the collection plate uh, at the entrance to the sanctuary, we'll continue with the offertory hymn 577, Almighty God, your word is cast.
we rise for prayer. In peace, let us pray to the Lord. For the gifts of divine peace and pardon with all our hearts and with all our mind, let us pray to the Lord. For the Holy Christian Church here and scattered throughout the world and for the proclamation of the gospel and the calling of all to faith, let us pray to the Lord. For this nation, for our cities and communities and for the common welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. For seasonable weather and for the fruitfulness of the earth, let us pray to the Lord. For those who labor, and for those whose work is difficult or dangerous, and for all who travel, let us pray to the Lord. For all those in need, for the hungry, the homeless, for the widowed, the orphan, for all those in prison, let us pray to the Lord. For the sick and the dying, for all those who care for them, let us pray to the Lord. For Brandy Ware, Michael Bracato, Hannah Simon, Marilyn Funderburg, Mark Legrand, Chuck Aldridge, Calvin Hensler, Dennis Darcy, Carrie Pierre, Barbara Marjorjewski, Harold Perkle, Yvonne Ferrand, Lisa Bardwell, Cheryl Rodrigue, Shirley Mansfield, Joe Anderson, Cindy Harper, Patty Smart, Sarah Fleming, Lois Gephardt, Susan Nelson, Cass Marjorjewski, Emily DeWitt, Bruce Johnson, Paul Bates, Esperanza Gonzalez, Mariano Martinez, Linda Lilly, Al Bettisworth, uh, John Knorr, Carter Beckwith, Sally Duer, uh, Skip McCarthy, Mike Rance, uh, James Fisakerly, um, uh, Kimberly Jordan, Lloyd Loga, Ruth Loga, Ann Heslin, Dolores Bordley, Mickey Greer, Al Norden, John uh, uh, La Cicero, and Tanya Legrand, all seeking healing. Let us pray to the Lord. Finally, for these and for all our needs of body and soul, let us pray to the Lord. Christ have mercy. Lord have mercy. We pray together the collect of the day. O oh God, the strength of those who hope in you, be present and hear our prayers. And because in the weakness of our mortal nature, we can do nothing good without you, give us the help of your grace, so that in keeping your commandments, we may please you in will and deed. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Blessed Lord, you have caused all Holy Scripture to be written for our learning. Grant that we may so hear them, read, mark, learn, and take them to heart, that by the patience and comfort of your holy word we may embrace and ever hold fast the blessed hope of everlasting life. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. We pray Luther's morning prayer. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings in life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Please be seated. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Let your light so shine before others that they may see your good works and glorify your Father in heaven. A reading from Mark chapter 1. 
Now John was clothed with camel's hair and had a leather girdle around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, After me comes one who is mightier than I, the thong of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. A reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 12. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free. We are all made to drink of one Spirit. And from Colossians chapter 1. May you may be made strong with all the strength that comes from his glorious power. And may you be prepared to endure everything with patience while joyfully giving thanks to the Father, who has enabled you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has rescued us from the power of darkness and transformed us and transferred us into the kingdom of his beloved Son. Reading from 1 Peter chapter 3. Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you, not as a removal of dirt from the body, but as an appeal to God for a clear conscience through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. In baptism, God brings us into his family and calls us his own. By baptism, God gives us the gifts of faith, love, life, forgiveness, and strength and asks us to respond in faithfulness to him and in service to others. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for the new life you have given us through holy baptism. Especially we ask you to bless Melvia Smith, Arthur McCauley, Leonard Welch, Mel Melanie Smith, Cameron Rodriguez, Jean Adams, Madison Walker, Sarah Hughes, Lori McCauley, and Beth and Seth Bettisworth. On the anniversaries of their baptisms, continue to strengthen them with the Holy Spirit and increase in them the use, the gifts of grace, the, wisdom, the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel and might, and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord, the spirit of joy in your presence through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us bless the Lord. The Almighty and merciful God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, bless and preserve you. Our closing hymn is hymn 801.
right. You know, I think the uh, the writer of How Great Thou Art is uh, came from Sweden, and um, huh? Yeah. Well, you know, they got lofty mountains, grandeur there. You know, some. I wonder if a Cajun could. Uh, when I look out on this one. Pull the crawfish up. Um, oh, they, and also my wife pointed out to me, this is a mustard uh, tree in the, on the bullet, on the front of the bulletin. So, and now I know where you get the mustard. You're going to get up there and you have to climb. Yeah. <laughs> Pull the mustard off the tree. Uh, announcements. Choir will meet at 8 o'clock on Sunday. Running out of ideas in South Louisiana. Now that's that's a crisis. Yeah. Yeah. She was talking about seafood gumbo. Would seafood gumbo sound good? Seafood gumbo. I mean, not to everybody, but you know, I'm sure we're going to have some other. If she makes seafood gumbo, then somebody can make some jambalaya. Potato salad. Sounds good to me. Uh, well, and that's, and that's, I'm not even going to be there. <laughs> I'll be on vacation. No wonder you didn't say too much when I asked you that. No, well, I, I wasn't even thinking about that, but I was thinking that this, this month, you know, somebody was reminded, somebody said, oh, well, you know, that's odd. You're going to be missing a potluck Sunday. And I went, well, yes, I am. <laughs> I guess I am. That's the way life is sometimes, you know. Sometimes you'll be up in Wisconsin when people down here will be eating seafood gumbo. <laughs> you know, so I guess I'll just settle for some cheese. <laughs> pickled herring. No, I don't think I'll. I used to settle for pickled herring, but I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Uh, snacks over there. Bible study back here. Any other announcements? All right. Uh, we rise for the uh, mission statement. As believers in Christ, St. Stephen Lutheran Church is committed to serving God by sharing the good news of Christ with all people. Go in peace, serve the Lord. Thanks.